top officials in the Biden administration say they're trying to reset the tone with federal workforce. New appointees at the Office of Management and Budget say the federal workforce needs a rebuild following four years of policies they say were harmful. And the Office of Personnel Management says it's ready to reemerge as a workforce policy leader after the agency was often sidelined during the Trump administration. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to break down those messages coming from the Biden administration. Nicole, let's start with the Office of Management and Budget, OMB. What's their primary message coming out now? So, Tom, I think we're seeing a really concerted concerted effort by OMB to take on a different message, a different tone uh, with the career federal workforce. And that message is that President Biden, he knows who career federal employees are. He respects them. He respects their expertise and experience and wants to empower them. And I think we've heard this mentioned a few times now as part of the video that Biden posted for the career federal workforce at the start of his presidency. But we've seen that message in bits and pieces, part of his executive order, several of them in the past month or so. Pam Coleman is the new associate director for performance management at OMB, and she says it'll take an intensive effort to rebuild the federal workforce and recruit more people to join the federal government. And she says that rebuilding is necessary because of some of the policies from the previous administration. I'm well aware that the task before us is no small one. In my less than one month here, I've come to learn anecdotally and quantitatively just how systematically the federal workforce has been damaged disrespected and demoralized over the last few years. Each week, we seem to uncover even more damage. That's Pam Coleman, a new appointee at the Office of Management and Budget in a key federal workforce role there. And she says that OMB is working with the Office of Personnel Management on strategies to rebuild and revitalize the federal workforce and says that we'll see a lot of those in the president's forthcoming management agenda. No timetable yet on that agenda. And, you know, I was especially struck by some comments that she made. She seemed to express an interest in just more recognition for federal employees and the daily work that they do. Finally, and I cannot emphasize this enough, government and our workforce, again, that means you, achieve and deliver on our missions each and every day. Let's celebrate Public Service Recognition Week in May and the well-deserved awards like the Presidential Rank Awards and the Sammies. But we need to talk year round about how you help improve the lives of Americans. And when we're asked about what we do and where we work, let's be proud. We work for the federal government. We work for the United States of America. Yes, our challenges are deep and gnarly and complicated. And yes, we are committed to innovating and improving and overcoming these challenges with grit determination and commitment. Well, she's going to bring back or at least keep the Sammies and the presidential rank awards. Let's, uh, that's all good news, I guess, for the senior executives and the people of long service. And let's turn to a minute, Nicole, for the Office of Personnel Management, OPM, which is now standing up like a sunflower that has seen mm-hmm. sunlight part through the clouds and maybe a little bit of water on the roots. What's going on there? Yeah, that's a good analogy, Tom, and especially one that I think we'll see you know, maybe more of in the coming months if the Senate confirms Biden's OPM director nominee. And OPM hasn't had a lot of permanent leadership in the past couple of years in the Trump administration and the Obama administration. 
you know, I think we're hearing a different tone from OPM as well. The agency is acknowledging that, you know, maybe it hasn't always been front and center on some of these workforce issues in recent years. And a lot of that goes back to the kind of odd position that it was in with the previous administration's proposed OPM merger with the General Services Administration. Rob Schreiber is the Associate Director of Employee Services. That's a top policy shop at OPM. Yes, a lot of people have left over the years. We have staffing shortages. There have been budgetary challenges. All those things are there and they're real. But the OPM that I came back to is the OPM that I love. It's it's ready to go. We have uh, people that just want to be, you know, given the support and the direction to do good things for government. Rob Shriver, he didn't exactly say that it was wrecked over the past four years. He said it's the same one he left before that he came back to. So maybe the damage wasn't quite so deep. What else did he say? So he talked a lot about some of the priorities that OPM is going to be involved with over the next you know, couple of months here as they start to get even more leadership in place. So, you know, first he talked about just speaking with federal employee unions, um, reestablishing, re- restoring the labor management relationship between agencies and and unions, which I I think you could say no matter where you stand on some of these issues over the past couple of years, that relationship has been damaged, I think, from some of the uh, Trump executive orders. So he says that, you know, OPM is having group sessions with the unions, individual sessions. They briefed the unions on the uh, Federal Workforce Safety Task Force, which is relatively new. Beyond the union aspect, I think they are starting to have conversations about, you know, what the federal workplace will look like when employees do come back to the office and the pandemic is over. Shriver mentioned, you know, he's interested in this topic of remote work. He's interested in what private sector organizations are doing, what state and local organizations are doing. They sees OPM as a leader in some of these topics. I'll also note, Tom, that, you know, Pam Coleman in her speech mentioned OPM. And I think that's relevant because OMB and OPM have not always seen eye to eye. There's been you know, I think a pushback because OMB has a workforce role, but OPM also has a workforce role. And so if they're going to be working together, then I think that's notable. All right. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Now, a lot of the work to rebuild that morale, to have people feel more connected with their agency really doesn't happen at OPM or at OMB or the White House. It happens in the agencies and the leadership at the agencies that are appointed have a big role in that. So now there are some new agency leaders. They always talk about this when they come in. But what are you hearing from this latest crop with respect to the workforce, the secretaries that you know have been confirmed? Well, Tom Vilsack, he's obviously no stranger to the federal government, spent eight years as the USDA secretary under the Obama administration. And he's coming back now as the new agriculture secretary was sworn in last week. And I would be surprised, frankly, if he didn't do something like this. Uh, but he He sent an email to USDA employees. He recorded a video. And in the video, he says he's looking forward to hearing from employees about their ideas for creating a modern workforce and modern workplace. Didn't offer many specifics, but I'd imagine that the employees hope that modern workplace includes telework. He also says that he understands the importance of USDA's role in research and science. And he mentioned two USDA bureaus by name. I've also had a chance to work at a land-grant university, Colorado State University, and I understand the important role that we play in science and data, Uh, incredibly important roles of NIFA and ERS and the mission area of REE. So I want to make sure that you understand and appreciate 
uh, the importance of scientific integrity and maintaining uh, top quality of people uh, and operations uh, within our science mission. And even with some canned music in the background, the question is, though, if you move those agencies back to Washington, who can buy the house they sold a year and a half ago for the same price that they sold it for? Well, he didn't quite get into that. But yes, Tom, you bring up a good point. You know, ERS and NIFA, those were the two bureaus that were moved to Kansas City in the last couple of years. And again, no specifics there. But I think some of the employees I heard from a few of them said they appreciated the mention in the video. I'll also note that in Vilsack's email to employees. He talked a little bit about pandemic safety, says that USDA employees will be called to help in the government response, especially with vaccinations. And we actually have, I believe every week, USDA puts out a running you know, tally of the number of USDA employees who they've deployed to some of these vaccination sites around the country and says, you know, if you're asked to help and you can, please do. And one other thing I'll mention is that he he brought up employee engagement and said in his email, I won't rest until USDA is considered one of the best places to work in the federal government. Our job and leadership is to make USDA a safe, fair and rewarding workplace for all employees. We want our staff to love to come to work every day doing the important work that will help move our country forward. So we must listen and collaborate and we must protect scientific integrity and provide outlets to share feedback. And we must work at rebuilding expertise in our agencies and restoring the confidence of our workforce. So I think that sums up his uh, mindset going into this job again, four years later. And I think it'll be really interesting to see the results of the 2020 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey results, which are supposed to come out soon, perhaps this month. There's been some conversation recently in Congress, especially if the data shows that, you know, hey, federal employees actually really liked some of the policies under the previous administration or whether or not, you know, some of the data maybe is, I, I guess I'll use the word skewed because the government is so large. And so while there were perhaps really good things happening at some agencies, there were maybe some other things at other agencies that weren't so good that employees didn't like. Sure. And I do remember the first round of federal employee viewpoint scores that came out after the Trump administration was in actually went up and it could have been offset from the prior administration. It's hard to tell. I don't think those scores exactly map up and down with administrations, Democratic or Republican. As you say, each agency has its own particular challenges. I agree with that, Tom. And I think a lot of it goes back to just the fact that agencies have put more focus and emphasis on the survey and on employee engagement efforts each year. And so I'm not sure that you can necessarily tie that to one administration or the other. However, the results did improve incrementally each year of the Trump administration, and I'm sure the Biden administration is hoping they'll see that too. All right. Well, we want everyone to love their work and love going to work, and let's hope you all do too. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.